What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are washing your hands. I hope y'all are still wearing your mask because the coronavirus is still a real thing. And I hope you're taking care of yourselves during these times. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. But every single week that I bring this podcast to y'all, I'm going to remind y'all. Take care of yourselves. Not just for yourself, but for your friends and for your family. Okay? Okay. We got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about today. If this is your first time around these part, I'm sorry for the crazy start off to this entire podcast, but that's what we do on the Rambling Mind Show. We like to talk about all things personal finance, investing, and then on Thursdays, we like to talk about the business news. And guess what today is? Today is, yes, you got the right. Today is Thursday, and we're going to be talking about the business news. We got a lot to cover. We got the whole GameStop saga and how that situation is going on we got to talk about earnings 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 and more earnings and we got a massive news that that dropped yesterday and we'll talk about that in a little bit we'll talk a little bit about the stimulus package if that's gonna go through or if it's not gonna go through and then we got some extras at the end just because i'm a nerd and there's some things that i want to share with everybody and i feel like everybody should know about but we start this podcast off with the war between the big tech companies War between Apple and Facebook. Guys, they're at war and they are beefing. Remember last year we talked about iOS 14 and an update to iOS 14 that even though everybody was going crazy about, oh, we finally have widgets on our home screen. Oh my God, look at my home screen. I have a widget. Uh." And Android users were like, iPhone users, man. But anyway, but part of that update that was really important, we talked about it last year, was the fact that there was a little bit of an addition that kind of Apple just slipped in there that could completely and totally hamper Facebook's business model. Apple added an option to iOS 14 where users had to opt in to allow third-party ad trackers like Facebook and Google to track you across multiple uh, across multiple apps. If this was there was something called an ad identifier which was the way that Facebook is not was it still is there it's, it's the way that Facebook collects its data and collects as much data as it collects on you is the way that Facebook is able to track you when you go into Facebook then when you exit out of Facebook and you go into like a game app and then you go into like Amazon or you go into uh, some shopping online on your Safari browser on Chrome or something like that Facebook is able to track you across all of those platforms because of that thing like I said earlier the ad identifier that little thing that allows Facebook to just kind of follow you around as you go from app to app. And so Apple decided, you know what? We're taking privacy seriously now. So therefore, because we care about privacy, that's Apple's main selling point. We care about privacy, even though we're going to charge you an arm and a leg. But we care about privacy. We're going to give you guys the option of what to do. Do you want Facebook to track you across every single place that you go on your phone? Or do you want your phone to be your phone to be for what only your eyes should see? 
remember that commercial that apple pulled out i don't know if everybody has seen the commercial but it's a commercial apple put out and basically it's where nobody else can see what's on your phone every time they see your phone they can only see the back of your phone with the apple label of course it was a commercial for apple and basically the whole point was like you should be only your eyes to see everything not everyone should know what's going on on your phone and that's the same thing of what they're doing with uh with this whole update that they did with against facebook well Facebook said, no, 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 no. You're not about to play us like this. You're not about to play us like this. And they went on the offensive. Facebook began trying to to tell everybody that this is Apple being anti-competitive. Facebook took out all kinds of ads on newspapers. They posted blogs like we were back in 2006 or something. They created entire websites to talk people out of why this move by Apple is a bad move by Apple. And then Tim Cook was like, oh, 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 you think you can just say whatever you want about my business, about my company? And then during a meeting, Tim Cook fired back at Facebook and said, and this is a quote. He said, if a business is built on misleading users on data exploitation, then it does not deserve our praise. It deserves our reform or it deserves reform. End quote. Like Tim Cook came back and he was just like police we coming back with the fire and he just fired back at facebook and it's just a going back and forth between zuck and between tim cook now what do you guys think i personally like the move by apple it's one of the reasons that i am thinking about going from using an android phone all the way to an apple phone it's a hard decision to make because i don't like anything about apple's phone because those things are so restrictive you can't really do much of anything on there but the only reason i might switch is because of this privacy thing it's because me and my brother were talking about it and he had the same thing he was like yo i might switch to apple after they do this because because i like this privacy feature that they just put on there and it's a big deal a lot of people are really worried about how these companies especially after the facebook cambridge analytica situation happened a lot of people are like yo what exactly are they using our data for what exactly does google do with my data what exactly does facebook do with my data how are they using that data to be able to show me all these ads that make me want to do all of these things so i mean even though most people are going to get out of Facebook or do this and opt out of allowing Facebook to track them out of so many different uh, places, it's going to cost Facebook a lot of money because if they can't build a good enough profile for you, they can't sell good enough apps, uh, good enough ads to sellers. But at the same time, at this point, Facebook and all these sites have so much information on us that they don't even necessarily even need our personal information anymore. That was something I was watching or something I was listening to is they actually use other people that we know that they have information about to form profiles about us. That's like the craziest thing is they have so much data that they don't even necessarily need you anymore that they can come up with actual solutions or rather they can come up with who you are based on all the other people that they know around you. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And and it goes to the saying that says you are the average of whatever your five closest people are. If they take the five closest people to you, you're going to be somewhere in the middle of those five people. That's why be careful who you surround yourself with. But anyway, let's move on from there. Let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus pandemic and a little bit about the vaccine going on. For the first time in two months, we have had less than 100 people hospitalized from the coronavirus, which is awesome news. And also starting this week, the Biden administration is requiring everyone to 
that gets on any kind of any form of public transportation, you need to wear a mask, which maybe you assumed this. I assumed this was already a thing, but apparently it wasn't a thing. Also, the number of daily vaccines being administered has been increased from 1.3 million people uh, has been increased to 1.3 million people daily, which is awesome, awesome, awesome to hear. Also, another good news, Johnson & Johnson just announced their single-dose vaccine, which is 65% effective against the virus. Not as good as the mRNA vaccines. However, it doesn't need Sub-Zero to be walking alongside every single vial of the vaccine. And it also um, only needs one shot, like I said earlier. So, those are good news as far as the vaccine front is concerned. It's great that we are making progress. I hope that we can speed the progress up and we can get people protected faster. Even, but the thing you always also note about the vaccine is just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you can go about doing whatever you want because you can still be contagious to other people. So always remember, the main thing we're trying to do is protect those who need absolute and total protection because they cannot withstand the same things that we may be able to withstand during this pandemic. Now, let's talk about GameStop. Or should I call it game stock? And just everything that's going on with that situation. I know a lot of people have come up with all kinds of theories of what happened, why Robinhood decided to cancel and a bunch of brokers. It wasn't just Robinhood that did it, but Robinhood is kind of the poster child of everything right now. But Robinhood, they started to cancel some of the trades and all this stuff. But let's just let's just go through a timeline. The whole battle between Wall Street bets and the hedge funds, which is let's be honest it's not really a battle between hedge funds and wall street bets there were other hedge funds that made a lot of money based on this whole situation there was one fund called silver lake i think that made over 600 million dollars off of this situation and they were able to get themselves out of a bad spot so i mean to think that it's hedge funds against hedge funds like let's just chill for a second on that whole thing but basically wall street's bets kind of won they kind of won this whole battle Melvin Capital, which is one of the hedge funds that was heavily shorting GameStop, lost about 53% of its total capital, which equates to about $5 billion. Melvin started out the year with $12.5 billion in assets under management. After a $3 billion infusion from Citadel and .71, it now sits at about $38 billion under management. They lost almost $5 billion billion dollars due to this whole GameStop saga but then on Thursday after this whole thing was going on Thursday multiple brokerages decided to halt trading the problem was in the way that they went ahead and did this and also because it was a mob of people that was believing that they were fighting a just cause of giving power to the people and democratizing uh trading and democratizing all this stuff a lot of people started coming up with their own reasoning of what was going on so it became a whole market problem and people saying oh whenever the little dudes are starting to make money people get upset and then they try to limit the little dudes and this is not fair da, 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 all, all this and the other stuff however the brokerages were not necessarily the ones that caught off buying of the meme stocks aka amc gamestop blackberry dogecoin all those kind of things but dogecoin was not one of the ones that got caught off because it's it's a cryptocurrency it's not regulated uh but this is what happened basically when you push buy let's say you're using Robinhood and you push the buy button on there for you to buy any stock that you want to buy you're not actually buying the stock what happens is Robinhood 
gives you like gives you a heads up or basically gives you an opportunity to get that stock and you see it in your thing like oh i bought the stock but technically you haven't really bought the stock yet there is a two-day clearing window for the transaction to actually go through and during those two days uh clearing windows clearing window robin hood goes ahead and pushes your trade to somebody called a market maker and then the market maker sells your trade however because Robinhood is a 21st century app and it's using an outdated some uh, outdated system of a clearinghouse, it made the whole system kind of convoluted, which is why people got confused as to like, what exactly is going on? Why can't I buy all these things? But basically, Robinhood has to go through something called a clearinghouse. Clearinghouses collect collateral from businesses like Robinhood to cover your transaction up front to make those things happen or seem to happen a lot faster. Usually, though, clearinghouses only ask for about 10% of your transactions. So let's say, for example, you wanted to make a, you wanted to buy a stock for $1,000 and you sell it for $1,000. All the clearinghouse usually needs is $100 of that $1,000 for Robinhood to give them that money. However, due to the volatility of these meme stocks, these clearinghouses decided, you know what? We got to protect ourselves. We got to make sure that in case anything happens, we don't lose our money. And so they decided and they told Robinhood and told all these different brokerages like, yo, we need a hundred percent collateral, which is something that Robinhood never intended or never imagined that it would ever need to do for any of these things. So he said, we need a hundred percent collateral for any trade that is made for GameStop, AMC, uh, Blackberry, and any other of these meme stock. The problem is Robinhood is a business. In other words, there are still other stocks that people are buying on the platform as well. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, when everything was going on, I bought a share of SPLG because the market was tilting down and I bought some shares in Apple and Microsoft because they had all dropped off during the period of time. I don't know why they dropped off. Apple had a drop off of like close to correction territory. Correction is 10% of your stock price drops, but it was like 8%. I was like, Hey, it's a good buying time. Let me buy some more Apple because I'm DCA and into Apple anyway. So I might as well buy some more now when it's a little bit cheaper. And since then it's shot back up. But the point is when everything was happening, Robinhood still had to cover for all the other stocks. And so what usually would have cost Robinhood, I think $700 million or something like that was they were asking for $3 billion from Robinhood. And so Robinhood was like, yo, we ain't got that bread. So they came to an agreement where Robinhood was like, yo, we'll give you guys 800 million to hold over so we can still continue trading for all the other stocks. And then we'll limit buying of these stocks is what they did. Which of course, other brokerages had to have the same situation. Robinhood was able to raise some capital very quickly to help cover the cost but they still had to halt the trading of those stocks. The problem arises, however, when I break that whole thing down, is the way that Robinhood went about explaining the situation. They is I, I like to say this statement. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's not about what it is that you say, it's how you say it. And R- Robinhood didn't come out and say clearly initially what was going on. Didn't tell people like, hey, This is not our fault, but because of the situation, because of how volatile everything is, we don't have the liquidity to be able to put up for these trades. And that's the thing. Like they didn't come out and they didn't say it fully. They didn't explain the situation to the public. They didn't tell everyone, yo, this is what's exactly is going on. Rather, the CEO of Robinhood, Vlad Tenev, went on TV and said all kinds of other stuff. Like he just did a basically a lawyer write-up. Like it was like a press release. 
And he was like, oh, it's not a liquidity problem, but we had liquidity issues, but it's not a liquidity problem because part of it was he's trying to also protect the image of Robinhood. But at that point in time, that's not the best time to protect the image of Robinhood. Like we talk about all the time. I'd rather you be honest with me, especially when we're talking about business. I want you to be honest with me so I know what's going on. But when people are not being honest, it makes everything else just kind of seem shady. And then, like they say, when people don't know what's going on, people come to conclusions of their own. And usually it's way worse of a conclusion than the one that you would have just given them. And so it's a lot easier for you to just be open and honest and say, hey, this is what's going on. But when he didn't say that, everyone came up with conclusions of their own. They started saying, you know what? Maybe Citadel put pressure on Robinhood and Robinhood is cheating against the traders. Robinhood is against us and all this other stuff where people were just like coming out against Robinhood. So I'm just saying like transparency is much, much, much better than being all kinds of cloudy. And everybody thought that this was actually hot, ro- hurt Robinhood's whole situation and people will stop using the app. But apparently after all this happened, they still were the number one most downloaded app on the on iPhone. So I guess people still don't care that much. I guess it's, it's true what they say. There's no such thing as bad press, right? But anyway, that's the whole situation with uh, Robinhood and GameStop and how that whole thing is playing out. I don't know if I did a good job of explaining what happened. But yeah, I mean, that's why limit even till now is still limited trading on those stocks. So that's what's going on. I wish Robinhood had come out and been honest with it. I don't like the way they went about it. It just felt very shady. Even though I know more information about it, it still feels very shady, which is why I am probably going to be moving my Robinhood account into Fidelity at some point in the future. I don't know when I'm going to do it. I'm being very lazy about this and I probably will still be lazy about this if I'm being totally honest. But either way, this is just something that may that that happened and I just wanted to clarify exactly what was happening with the whole situation. And I hope none of y'all actually bought any of that GameStop or anything like that when it was at $300 cuz that thing fell like a rock from the sky. My god that thing dropped all the way below i think now it's at like 90 something dollars maybe 99 dollars. but oh my gosh it's bad it's a bad situation and speaking of this whole situation like i said it is a bad situation and it worries me like one of the things that i fear about this whole situation is there are two million people that just started following wall street's bets there's three million new people that just started following wall street's bets on reddit and most of these people are starting out investing in the worst way possible in the worst way possible. But again, maybe you'll learn from this and you actually start doing research and start learning more about investing. But I'm worried about people just thinking like this is how the market works normally. We see these massive gains and it's good. And it's like, no. I mean, as a matter of fact, people have flooded and started flocking over to Dogecoin, which is a whole other problem. So a lot of people are hurt from this situation. Without a doubt, there's a lot of people that lost money because they kept on listening to other people talking about hold the line hold the line diamond hands have them diamond hands and hold on to your gamestop stock and it's like no like you do your own research you determine what you want to do and then you bail once you figure out what it is if it met your criteria then you make a move other than that don't just listen to every single person don't just listen to me when i'm talking about oh buy this or buy that or when i'm talking about i'm buying this or i'm buying that Moving on into Biden's stimulus package. So remember, Biden put out a $1.9 trillion stimulus package that we're still waiting for it to get approved or waiting for it to actually go through Senate. Well, 
the their 10 republicans came forward and said not we don't agree with y'all we have our own package and they brought up a 600 billion dollar package that looks pretty similar to biden's but with a few changes one of the changes is they only want the unemployment benefits to last until june not till september stimulus checks will go from fourteen hundred dollars down to one thousand dollars and they want to remove the federal minimum wage and of course they as one of their fighting points is they don't want to give state or local government any more aid and in order for things to go through the um in order for things to go through the senate without having any issues you need at least 10 republicans to to agree with Biden and join him on his side so that they don't have a whole thing of the filibuster and all this other problem. However, Senate Democrats are saying, yo, we don't need y'all to push this through. There's something called a budget reconciliation where they only need 51 votes. Plus, you know, Kamala Harris is the vice president. The Democrats already have 50 of the votes. So if these Republicans don't play ball, they're just going to force the vote through. But Biden wants to have unity. You know, he's on this whole we are all americans wave and he's on this whole like i'm trying to make everybody come to- together and work together kind of thing so we'll see how long he, he waits out before he just says do what you got to do bump these fools i don't know that's those are my words i don't know when biden is going to decide to go another route finally we're going to go into earnings because it is earnings season and we must talk about the earnings and we start up with amazon we start off with amazon here's the the boring news from amazon's earnings report the pandemic has been good to amazon of course they've been good to amazon you've been shopping on amazon i've been shopping on amazon we have all been shopping on amazon they recorded their first ever hundred billion dollar quarter in a rep <laughs> my bad what am i saying they recorded their first ever hundred billion dollars in a quarter hundred billion dollars and not just that they made 125 billion dollars in the fourth quarter 125 billion dollars that is a lot of dollars that's a lot of money that's that's a lot of money man that's a lot of money it seems like black friday deals and and prime day paid major major dividends this was a growth of 38 percent when compared to the fourth quarter of 2019 also amazon web services the cloud platform for amazon recorded a growth of 28 percent bringing in about 12.7 let me say it again 12.7 billion dollars but still 125 billion dollars in a quarter we're just celebrating apple doing the same thing last week and amazon is like (laughs) hold my beer i got you too and one-upped apple i think apple brought in 118 and amazon out here with 125 billion dollars but that's not even the big deal. That's not even the big news that was dropped during the quarter, uh, the earnings call. The big deal is that Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon. Yeah, he, he decided I'm going my own way. I'm building a new path. This Amazon thing is an old school thing. I'm done running Amazon. I'm kidding. Of course, he's going to be the executive chairman of the Amazon board. And he is no longer going to be focused on the day-to-day of Amazon. Rather, he's going to focus on all his other endeavors. You know, things like Blue Origin, his Earth Fund, the Day One Fund. And in case you didn't know, 
Washington Post because you know he owns the Washington Post and he's going to be replaced with somebody named Andy Jassy who is the CEO of Amazon Web Services so I don't know what do you guys think do you think Amazon is going to continue on its meteoric rise on his growth kind of like how other companies have been able to continue growing like apple after tim cook took over like microsoft after steve balmer took over and now uh i always say his name nadella the ceo of microsoft i always say his name wrong satya nadella um are they going to be able to continue rising or was bezos the only reason that amazon was able to be this big i don't believe that to be the case at all at this point amazon is such a well up operated machine that it's going to keep doing well plus this guy was overseeing aws which was one of the major reasons amazon was able to become the behemoth that it is today it was able to use the profits from aws to fund other things so i think amazon is in good hands i know a lot of people love to worship at the at the hill of founder ceos founder ceos founder ceos sometimes i like an operating ceo because sometimes they you don't know them they're not superstars not a lot of people know them so i like those kind of ceos so that's just my thing though my camera died that's why i had to stop for a second but anyway the next earnings that we got to talk about is alphabet aka google made a boatload of money last quarter as well you remember everybody was fearing that oh my god oh my god Microsoft, uh, Google is failing. My, Google is failing. Google is failing. Oh my God. What are we going to do? Google is failing. Well, that appears not to be the case because Google brought in $56 billion in the fourth quarter, which was a growth of 23% when compared to the same quarter in 2019. When you think of Google, just think of ad dollars because that's the main way that they make money. And after a slight slowdown due to the pandemic in the second quarter of 2020, Google made a major comeback and ad revenue grew to $46 billion, which was up 22% in that quarter. YouTube ad revenue was one of their biggest areas to grow and it grew to $6.89 billion, which was a growth of 46%. Now, for all my content creators out there, this is something key to notice. If Google's ad service is still growing, it means that there's money for you to make making creations on YouTube. So if you're a YouTube creator, go, go keep working on YouTube. Like keep working on your creations, keep working on your craft, keep making videos, even though you may not be making any money off of it, but that pie is definitely growing. But anyway, Google brought in, brought in another $3.8 billion dollars for their cloud businesses and actually lost 1.24 billion dollars in the quarter this shows that cloud is still just a i'll say a researching thing for youtube as far as everything is concerned right now they're still investing in cloud especially when you compare it to like azure and amazon web services which we just talked about amazon web services brought in 12 billion dollars and azure brought in i think it was about 10 to 12 billion dollars as well so Google is still way behind as far as their cloud services, but they're slowly getting the ball rolling on that. They had a revenue growth in cloud of 47%. And let's get into the extras. So the extras are Chevron and ExxonMobil are thinking of coming together, considering tying the knot and getting married to one another. So are we going to call them ExxonMobil or Exxon Mobile? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stop trying to come up with names. 
but you have to remember something these oil companies was actually split up back in 1911 they were a company owned by john d rockefeller which i believe is one of the richest men that ever lived i mean you think jeff bezos and elon musk with a hundred plus billion dollars worth if we compare it to how much john d rockefeller was worth he would have been worth 250 plus billion dollars in today's dollars so he's still the richest man in the united states as far as to ever live and out and basically those companies got broken up because it was a monopoly and they were doing all kinds of bad stuff to their to their uh workers but that's how we had chevron that's how we have exxon that's how we have a lot of the uh, companies that we had today as a matter of fact we had like texaco at one point and all these other oil companies but then chevron bought texaco in 2001 and then this is going to be the biggest oil merger for a long time basically the reason why they're doing it is oiling the future and so in order to reduce the cost of doubling down in on research and all that stuff they think it might be better for them to come together as one toys r us is dead the final two toys r us stores got closed this year and it's just unfortunate i'm only bringing that up just so i can talk about the fact that i've actually never been in a toys r us store in my entire life they need to make a toys r us museum just a thought uh and then your necessary spacex update for the week is spacex announced say that five times spacex announced that an all flight all civilian flight that is going to happen sometime this year and by civilian, I mean non-astronauts. It's designed to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which I love. And I just want to put that out there. And then the final thing for today is who you got? We got Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Who you got? Are you going with the Chiefs or are you going with Tampa Bay Bucks? Are you going with Mahomie or are you going with Brady? If you say Brady, that's the wrong answer because I don't like Tom Brady. Go with Patrick my homes but anyway that's all i got for y'all i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire podcast i know i felt like i was rambling for most of it but i hope you learned something out of this entire thing and i'm gonna catch y'all up in the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and i'm out peace